and this is how it goes, and go, go, go. Get out of my way. Yeah, <laughs> because eventually, yeah, everyone will just leave, and I'm out there just packing it myself, and now I'm frustrated. But really what I've done is I've, I've just pushed people away because I'm so focused on the task. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. Thanks for joining us this week. And this week we are going to be talking about, well, really going back to our conversation <laughs> from episode 52 where we talked about the ideal team player. And, and today we're going to actually look deeper into the humble, hungry, and smart because Patrick Lesioni actually, I hope that I got his last name right. I always get it wrong. So <laughs> just throwing that out there. Yeah. You did your best. You know, it's good. You just imagine if, I don't know, I have no idea why, but Patrick one day listened to it and he's just like, that's not how you say my name. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, Patrick. All right. But he actually looks uh, a little deeper. He has six categories and then he like ties all that these together. And so we thought it would be a great idea to, to loop back to this conversation, yeah. look at the six categories. And, and again, we're taking the business model and we're going to, we're, we're going to put it into a marriage perspective, into a marriage context. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into Patrick's wonderful, uh, his teachings on this, (laughs) I wonder, do you have any teachings from the gym that have, (laughs) you know, recently come your way? Just random. Yeah, random question there. Yeah, Yeah. totally random. Yeah, I guess guess my my hot tip for the gym (laughs) is to pay attention when you're on the treadmill. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So what happened uh, the other day was I, I, I usually bring my... AirPods and I listen to worship music when I'm on the treadmill. I forgot my AirPods and so I decided I was just gonna, you know, mentally block out the noise mm-hmm. and pray and mm-hmm. spend the Great time thing to do. Yeah. praying while I went walked on the treadmill. And often to focus more when I'm praying, I'll close my eyes. And I was walking on the treadmill and I closed them for, it was like a long blink. It wasn't like a full close, but they were just closed long enough that I could sense. I wasn't keeping up with the treadmill. And then I opened my eyes and I was further back on the treadmill. And I kind of startled and and got further up. And this man beside me, he's a little bit older, but a very tall man. Looked like he was a former professional athlete is is how we looked. But uh, he goes, whoa, pay attention. (laughs) And kind of laughed. And I said, yeah, I kind of lost my focus there. But... So that that would be my wisdom yeah. when now, you're at he, the gym. He also gave you another suggestion. Yes, that, that opened the door <laughs> to some suggestions. And he said, you know, if, if you want it to like emulate walking outside, you should at least put your treadmill on an incline of one at least. Yeah, that's right. That way you get a better workout. And I said, yeah, you're right. But then it hurts more. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. This, this gentleman was full of great advice for me at the gym. He was. Yeah, we approached the gym differently because I want that hurt and the pain like when I'm walking out and you're like, nah, like I just want to enjoy my time there. But yeah. that is enjoying to me, which is funny with this, this gentleman because I was in a different part of the gym that day and I was working out and I just saw him from a little distance and I, and I watched him walk and I'm like, that guy just seems like such a nice, gentle man. <laughs> I have no idea why. Just the, the the aroma that he gave off. I was just like, I don't know. 
know, that guy just seems so nice. And then you start telling me the story, you describe him. And I'm like, wait, was he like the guy in all red? And you're like, yeah. And so I'm like, no <laughs> doubt he would. Anyways, it was quite funny. Uh, I enjoyed it. it. But those are great tips to have from the gym. So thank, uh-huh. thanks for that. And you know what? You are... You've been blessing me. I I don't know if you knew this. Well, I think I told you last (laughs) night, but as we've shared, we are youth leaders at our church and and part of the youth night is we break out into our different groups and your group is in the room next to mine. And during the time that we share highs and lows, so we have all the youth share something really good about their week, something not so good. I always like, I've started just cheering for their highs, right? Then they'll be, it could be uh, getting together for fam- with family. And I'm like, yeah, family, woo! And I'm cheering and <laughs> your group has really heard We this. have heard all about it, yeah. Yeah, but, and I want to say I'm not the only one now. My my whole senior group now is like cheering for everybody. <laughs> We've heard that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this week, we heard some noise coming out of the ladies' room, uh-huh. cheering, and well, you were saying, amen, sister, but like yelling it, and I just, in our room, I just stopped. I just grabbed my heart, my chest, and I'm like, guys, that's such a blessing to my ears, what's happening next door. Like, listen, like they're catching on, they're enjoying it, they're having fun, this is amazing, and then when you left, I was like clapping as all the girls walked out, and the boys are laughing, and yeah. anyways, that just blessed me, that like you are, your room is matching the intensity, <laughs> the excitement of what highs can do in our lives, anyways, nothing to do with today's podcast, no. but uh, it blessed my heart. <laughs> Yes, full disclosure, it started as the boys are so loud, we need to rival their loudness. It wasn't about being so excited, but then it caught on. It really felt good because it was like, yeah, amen, sister. Yeah, see, it (laughs) does. That's what I asked our guys. I said like, hey, when we get excited for each other, what does that do? And they're like, oh, it gets me more excited and makes me like look forward to these things. I'm like, right. Like, so here you're seeing what I've been saying. Yes. We're, <sighs> we're very noisy, especially since our rooms are right next to each other. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it can like catch on and like keep progressing from room to room. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we're see. making a joyful noise. We are. We are making a joyful. Anyways, that blessed my heart. I wanted to say it, and and I just thank you so much. So, hey, let's uh, let's loop back. We're gonna again talk about Patrick Lesioni's uh, the ideal team player, and again uh, that we want to acknowledge that we're. Well, really, we're we're taking some liberties we here. Like we are inserting some liberties into what uh, he is teaching through his business team concept, and we're just really trying to then apply it to to really the marriage relationship. Yeah, and we do want to acknowledge and and fully agree with the fact that building a great marriage is so much more than these three virtues: the the humble, hungry, smart. But it is interesting to see how much these three can impact us as teammates in our marriage relationship. That's right. Yeah. So let's do a quick recap just because it was a couple weeks ago on the humble, hungry, and smart, just in case... It's been three weeks and you yeah. forgot, or maybe you haven't listened to episode 52, but... And if you haven't, go do it. It's, yeah. it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> a humble person works for the good of the team, shares credit for success, and responds well to criticism, and really sees that as an opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hungry person, they have a strong work ethic and the willingness to take initiative. Without balance, though, too much hunger, it can lead to failure in other areas. 
And smart, this is referring to being interpersonally smart, having good intuition about people, listening well, and knowing how to relate to others. It's similar to emotional intelligence, but it's simpler than that. A person who intentionally does things to positively impact the group, or in our case, the marriage. <laughs> the marriage, right. <laughs> and, and part of the show, we also talked about how no one has the perfect balance of humble, hungry, smart. I mean, even like the ideal team player like will shine in one area more in one area than what they'll shine in others. And then trouble results when a, when a team member lacks one of the virtues in a significant way. And that's kind of what we want to talk about here today because Patrick has come up with six categories of what that can look like when we are, you know, when we're humble, but we're not hungry and we're not smart. And, and so we're going to walk mm-hmm. through that yeah. is what. Yeah. Missing those things in a significant way. And that I think that's key, right? Because sometimes True. we just need to exercise that muscle a little bit, but sometimes it's really <laughs> lacking. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that that's what he's talking about in these categories. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and so we do have another disclaimer or a disclaimer. I don't know if we've already had one, but we're not going over these so that we can all go find our spouse (laughs) and diagnose them and tell them what they need to work on. (laughs) No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. No, that would not be healthy. Though some of the things might stand out to us as we go over these. The main goal is personal reflection. Yeah, and really, like as we're going through them, so some of the questions we can ask ourselves would be, do I have these tendencies, right? Like are these characteristics that are showing up in my life? Those are two really great questions to be processing through. Yeah, and maybe though, as we go through it, we might say something and it really resonates with you about your spouse. Mm. And so we encourage you to first pray about that. Think about it. Ask God to be speaking to you and to your spouse about this. And then after all of that, if we feel there's a legitimate complaint, to have a a respectful, loving, kind, but truthful conversation where we express our concerns to our spouse. And as a caution, we should never use these categories flippantly, right? Labeling can kind of become that that self-fulfilling right. prophecy. And that's not at all the goal here. The goal is awareness. Right, right, right. So I actually think that was kind of disclaimer one and two, and maybe this is three. I don't even know what, <laughs> we're, we're just sharing a few disclaimers up front as, as we unpack this a little bit before we jump into them. Another one that we would also say here is just, we, we just encourage us all to listen to this episode with, with some caution. You know, today we're focusing, I would say, more on, on the negative yep. side of, of these things, more on the negative side of the ideal team player, which can really be dangerous as we'll start looking for those things in our spouse. Or even we might even like start looking down upon ourselves as we process these things. Now, I mean, we think it's it's super helpful to be looking for our own blind spots and to be trying to grow as a person, uh, looking for ways that we can improve. And we hope really that that's the approach that we're going to take take here today. Yeah, the goal isn't to just lift off some negative attributes of the team player, and but rather to to realize for us to to process. Again, we've said this, but are there areas I could grow in? 
as a as a spouse, right? right? Um, and so that's the goal. Right, right. Now, before jumping in, I, I always found this interesting. Uh, like as we were reviewing it and even discussing it about ourselves, like these six categories, I found it so interesting how you know they can appear in one situ- in situation in our life and then it like doesn't show itself in another situation. I just found that very mm-hmm. interesting as we were just even talking about them in our life. And I'm like, oh, this one kind of shows up here in my life this way but not over here that's interesting and so what we're saying with that is really these categories they can be situational as we face them and I I just found that interesting wanted to share that up front I love sharing Sheldon's tidbits or Sheldon's musings this is one (laughs) of Sheldon's musings uh, as we as we jump in here but all right let's go let's uh, get into the six categories that Patrick lists regarding the ideal team player so the, these first three that we're going to go over, they are um, categories where a person is strong in one of the three virtues, but lacking the other two. Right. And so the first is called the pawn. So this person is only humble, but they're lacking in hunger and smarts. They're easily manipulated and have little impact on the overall performance of a team because they're not very helpful. This person is kind, but not very effective don't understand group dynamics. Mm. So when I heard that, to me, I I thought of that stereotypical TV sitcom husband and dad kind of thing. He's kind, lovable, and he does kind of whatever his wife, kids, and boss want him to do, even if it's not the right thing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what came into my head. Yeah, and I was finding those, like, the kids just kind of manipulate the dad, and it's just... I don't know. It doesn't paint us dads in a always in a good light of like how to be active and how to be in in the anyways. Yeah, yeah. intentional and yeah, all those things. But anyways, that's the pawn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one that Patrick identifies is the bulldozer, and this is somebody who is only hungry, but then they are lacking in humility and smarts. So these people are highly driven focused on their interests and care little for how their actions and words affect others. They want to get things done, but they don't really want to share the credit when things are being done. They're not really concerned with how they treat others or how they feel. And, ah, man, I'm sorry, but I can raise my hand on this one. (laughs) Like, uh, when we were, just the name itself, and I was just like, I don't even need to read what this stands for. I just know that I have, unfortunately, been a bulldozer in, in... in my life and and it really here's an example of it it really plays out used to play out yeah i don't think it plays out no. anymore I wouldn't think, say so. <laughs> great answer <laughs> thank you so much you didn't even have hesi- grown you didn't even hesitate today but early on right so so we're planning uh, to, we're packing up for the family vacation and which means you know you got to pack the vehicle and and hook it to the trailer and get going and you know i'm so focused on getting to the campsite that it's just like bulldozing my way <laughs> telling everybody this is what needs to be in the truck and this is how it goes and go 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 get out of my way yeah <laughs> because eventually yeah everyone would just leave and i'm out there just packing it myself and now i'm frustrated but really what i've done is i've, I've just pushed people away because i'm so focused on the task the task is getting the vehicle packed so we can get to the campground and then the fun will start right but what i've realized is the fun starts well before we're at the campground yeah and so yeah we 
might go camping, but ain't nobody wants to be with me, right? Or yeah, sure, the vehicle's packed, but I'm the only one sitting in the vehicle <laughs> because no one wants to go camping this time around. Yeah. So, you know, like I, I was I was hungry. I was I was motivated to get on our vacation, but again, no one really wanted to, to be with me in those moments. And and I can truly understand why. And it really wasn't then until I recognized this in myself. I, I, I've learned to slow down. Uh, I've, I've learned to ask you to keep me accountable, how to get others involved in packing. And because it's, it is a lot of fun and everybody wants to be there. And, and it doesn't have to be my way. We can work together as, as a team to do those things. Now, I, I will also say this, like, I'm still a very highly driven person. Yeah. I'm still a good thing. very highly motivated. Like that hasn't changed in me. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I think it's a good thing that, <laughs> that I'm highly driven. I'm highly motivated. But in that, I've also learned how to see how my actions affect people. I've learned how to get others involved and, and how to work together, uh, especially on the vacation because I used to be I used to be a bulldozer and it just wasn't healthy. Yeah, yeah. Next is the charmer. And so the charmer is only smart, but lacking humility and hunger. They possess desirable social skills, but lack genuine concern for the long-term well-being of their team members. Don't want to achieve anything or really build others up. Mm. And so we can see here how damaging this can be to a marriage. Marriage is a lifelong journey, a place where we grow and we mature together. But if we're lacking genuine concern for the long-term well-being of our spouse, that's not going to be good for the health mm -hmm. of the relationship. Right. Right? Every marriage has bumps along the way, and it'll be so much easier to handle these things if we're concerned for our spouse in the process. Yeah. Right? We're, we're going to choose to speak with kindness. We'll act with compassion. We'll respond with gentleness when we have concerns for our spouse and the relationship. We'll be loving and truthful mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah, we can do both. We can. <laughs> right? And again, and we've said it before, but we'll keep saying it. This doesn't mean that we don't address things or bring up our issues. In fact, because we care about the relationship, we will bring them up. But again, we can do it in a loving, kind, and truthful way. So good. So good, yeah. So those are the first three. And, and those first three were really where we are strong in one area, but we're lacking in two areas. The next three that we're going to talk about here are areas where we are strong in two areas, but then we're lacking in one area. That's and right. so there's a little bit of a distinction between uh, the six of them here as we walk through the final three. Uh, the one that Patrick listed uh, talks about is the accidental mess maker. This is somebody who is humble and hungry, but not smart. Um, they are about really about the team and share credit for success, but they lack social understanding. And this in this scenario or this person frustrates their spouse really by rustling feathers and offending people, even though their intentions are good. Uh, they lack those interpersonal skills to relate well to others and realize how their actions are coming across and, and just how people are, are seeing it and reading it and just, yeah, how it affects people. They just yeah. aren't the emotional intelligent piece of how others are receiving it just isn't there. Yeah. And it's accidental. They don't mean to, but they just aren't aware. <laughs> right, right. Next is the lovable slacker. 
So they are humble and smart, but not hungry. These people genuinely care about their team members and have little interest in undeserved praise. However, they do lack a significant drive to contribute in terms of their work. This person is someone who does not go above and beyond. Yeah. When we were talking about this, it reminded me of a story back in university days, just, you know, a few days ago. (laughs) Or many years. (laughs) Yeah, many, many years ago. But uh, I was taking an auditing class and there was a a group assignment that we had to do and there's three of us on this group and we had to put together an audit report. And after a few working groups of working together, we decided then to take our parts and work on them on by ourselves. And then we would build the report 10 minutes before by sliding our information together. And that was what was agreed upon. And so off we went the three of us did our own thing now two of us when it was time to meet 10 minutes before the class and put all the documents together two of us had put in that extra effort we put it on the computer we had graphs and charts and color and everything like like very aesthetically looking the way you want a report to look when you're handing it in for a grade especially for you know us people that don't do well in exams like I've got to get a good mark on the assignment (laughs) I don't study so I need the assignments to carry me through but our other team member unfortunately showed up and it was just like handwritten on line pieces of paper (laughs) no oh actually there was graphs I think yeah he had drawn some graphs out and he's like put it with our report and was just like what no big deal like I did the work you asked me to do which is true he did do what we asked him to do he just missed the part about going I guess that extra mile of putting it on the computer making it aesthetically look nice and things like that now he was a super nice guy and actually he was like actually really smart too but you know, really lacked in in going that extra mile to help us all out with our report. And there was no time. We literally had to include the hand-drawn stuff into this audit report and handed it in because, well, that's what happens when you meet 10 minutes before class. Bare minimum. (laughs) Next is the skillful politician. So this person is hungry and smart, but not humble. Patrick described this individual as cleverly ambitious and having a and being a committed worker, but only to the degree that he or she benefits personally. Their smarts often mask their absence of humility. For this person, the focus is only on themselves. It's all about them. They portray themselves as a great team player, so when others finally realize that they're not, it really hurts them deeply. And so obviously, this can be so damaging to a marriage. Mm. I mean, all of them can be damaging, but when we're only focused on ourselves, our marriage is going to suffer. Our families, our friendships, everyone around us is going to suffer if they're Mm. in a relationship with us because it's all about us. Mm -hmm. And that's not healthy in any way. Yeah, yeah. So those are the six uh, categories that kind of unpacks a little bit deeper of the humble, hungry, smart and talking about the ideal team player. And as we begin to wrap up, really the point of going over these is really just to better identify what areas we're strong in and and what areas we're lacking. And really the reason for that is so hopefully that we can all develop as the ID, (coughs) sorry, as the ideal team player, or in in this case, as we're talking, right? Like (laughs) as, as a spouse, because 
marriage is the ultimate team and we truly feel that understanding team dynamics can make a huge difference in our in our marriages yeah and you know when we look at this from a biblical perspective it it actually lines up too right god calls his people to be humble in fact the bible says that god opposes the proud and so again and again god instructs his people to be humble Mm -hmm. right he even tells us the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it comes to Hungary, God calls his people to work hard, to do their best. In fact, to do our work, and we think, right, that this applies to the relational work that takes place, is to do that onto the Lord, not onto people. We read in Colossians 3, 23, 24, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for people, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. That means as Christ followers that like we should love, serve, and enjoy each other as an act of worship to God and in a way that delights our spouse. And we should really, we should be eager to do this as well. Mm-hmm. Be hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. All right. So God created relationships. He designed how humans work and how relationships work. And he's given us wise instruction in his word so that as Christ followers, we can be interpersonally smart. In Matthew uh, chapter 22, verses 37 to 39, he says this, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And honestly, that's going to take work. Mm. It's going to take intentionality and time. We have to know ourselves, which can be hard to do, how we want to be loved. We also need to know our spouse, how they want to be loved. And then we have to make a plan to do those things <laughs> or else it's just head knowledge and it doesn't really benefit us in any way. Right. right? And, and a really great first step is, like the verse said, to love God right? That, that is our first step. So mm. we can have his kind of love and then love him with all of our heart and our soul and our mind. And then when we're filled with God's wonderful, fulfilling, satisfying love, we're full and that overflow can flow onto our spouse and we can love them in a way that honors God. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so that's really, you know, some of the, the why I think of like why we're wanting to study this or why we're having this conversation is is to better ourselves in all of these different areas and to be able to recognize and maybe even put language to it. Right. I know for us, a lot of well, a lot of our growth actually came when we could actually put language to yes. what was feeling or what was happening or and, and define it. And then and then we could start making change. Yeah. But a lot of that came when we could finally start having dialogue with language that we both understood and that's what we're trying to do here we're trying to just you know yes we're taking a business model and and we're looking at it from a marriage perspective but hopefully it's helping listeners to put some language to some things that maybe they're dealing with in in their own lives too that helped me so much to be able to read something or hear something and be like ah no that's not it and then hear something else, be like, no, that's not it. And something else be like, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's what I need to work on. Or you know what? I, I need to talk to Sheldon about this. Right. Yeah. And and it's and, yeah, and it's continued yeah. in our marriage, right? This wasn't just a like one and done thing. This has 
been this ongoing growth in our own personal life as well as our marriage. And, and I look for things in my own life where I'm like, oh, no, I don't think, oh, no, you're right. That's me or those things. So yeah. anyways, I hope that it that these conversations it is helping to provide some language and just identifying spurring on ideas and thoughts yeah yeah just to critically think through life which is what we want to do here is just we want to talk about some things and we hope it resonates and and so we can critically think it through and and where those land so those are the those are the six categories that patrick expanded on uh, from the ideal team player and and again hopefully something stood out to you as the listener here today on the show and as always we have some processing questions that we have for all of us to do and uh, one that we love to always start with right is is how does that resonate with you how does the information that we've shared where did it land how does it resonate with you do you feel you fit into one of those categories and if so what is one thing you could work on to become a better teammate to your spouse we want to say thanks for listening and we'll talk with you next week bye